Good evening. You know, having a little sibling comes with, is a very rewarding and um, very frustrating task at times. Um, if you're a fairly competitive person like myself, uh, there will be times in your life where you feel like your younger sibling is surpassing you in, in some way. Um, for many of you that don't know, I have a little sister named Allie. Her and I are about a, a year and a half apart. And there was one time where my sisters made the decision to uh, have our pictures taken uh, for Christmas. We would have them uh, professionally shot, and then we'd have this collage of pictures to give to my parents. And I really hate taking pictures, so it was a bad idea from the start. But as we're taking pictures, the photographer decides to arrange us by height. Um, now, in my defense, uh, guys tend to grow a little later than, than, than girls, and so um, me, out of my instincts, get in front of my sister, and the photographer's looking at us, and she says, actually, I think she's taller than you. And so she has us switch spots, and that made me very, very angry. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had to smile when you're angry. It, it doesn't look very good. Um, and so there we go. We, we take the picture, and uh, for some reason, my sisters decide that that was one of the pictures they wanted to have in the collage. So somewhere in our belongings, we have this terrible picture of me smiling there, uh, quite angry. Uh, but this evening, I'd like to take a look at two siblings, uh, two siblings where it seemed like the younger sibling had greater insight than the older sibling. So if you would, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Uh, Luke chapter 10. Uh, if you remember the last time I spoke, we uh, looked at Mary, uh, the sister of Lazarus, and her anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the washing of his feet. And our brother Ken Daughters brought us um, a message on that passage as well last week. This evening, I'd like to take a look at Mary and her sister Martha, uh, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, what will be shared tonight probably will not be new, but I pray it will be um, fresh from the Holy Spirit this evening on our hearts. Um, Luke chapter 10 and verse 38, we'll read verses 38 through 42. It says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Uh, let's pray once more. Our dear Heavenly Father, we do uh, come before you this evening just simply thankful for your word. Uh, Father, we're, we're thankful for the freedom you allow us to come to gather together and to read your word freely. But Father, we realize that there's a great need in this hour. Uh, Father, we are but mere men who need to be changed. And Father, only your words could ever penetrate the, the deepest realms of our hearts and so, Father, we ask that not one word of any man would be spoken tonight, but, Father, every word would be spoken of your Holy Spirit and directly to our hearts. Father, we ask that you would help us to um, seek intimacy with Christ uh, before we seek um, a busyness um, of life with him. And so, Father, we just commit this hour into your hands, asking, Father, that you would speak to us this evening. And we ask this in your Son's name. Amen. 
so we mentioned these two siblings, and the lesson that we're going to learn from these siblings tonight is that our affection for Christ should not be surpassed or replaced with busyness for Christ. Our affection or intimacy with Christ should not be replaced with busyness for Christ. Um, as we consider these verses, I think it's also very important to consider what has taken place in the beginning of this chapter. Uh, the first 12 verses of this chapter, we see the Lord Jesus Christ sending out 70 of his um, followers. He sends out um, 70 of his followers in, in pairs of two, so we have 35 pairs of people. And he sends them out into the villages surrounding this area that they are in. And he gives them specific instructions to leave behind their money bag, to leave behind their sandals, and he places them in a position where they would be completely dependent upon the Lord and completely dependent on the people that they were to be visiting. Um, and so as we consider that, if you could just look at verse 5 with me. Um, verse 5, these are the instructions that he tells the, the, the people that he's sending out. He says, but whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. And heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the very dust of your city, which clings to us, wipe, uh, which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this: that the kingdom of God has come near you. But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. And so the Lord gives these seventy followers the instructions to go into these cities and to simply find what He calls a son of peace. And as they find this person, this person would open their house up up to them. They would stay there. They would heal the sick. They would cast out demons. They would do all of these things. The Lord had anointed them with the Holy Spirit and, and gave them the power to do these things. The Lord was very specific as we read that if they were to reject these followers as they proclaimed that the kingdom of God had come near to them, which is to say that the Messiah is here, they would reject these, these disciples that came to them, and in so doing, they would reject Christ. And so the Lord gives them specific instructions to leave that city. But the first thing we see here concerning Martha is that Martha was this person of peace. We see in verse 38 that as he entered into a certain village, a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And so we see that this woman was open to the gospel in the sense that she had probably heard many stories concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, and she was open to having him stay at her house. But we also have to realize that as she accepted and opened Christ up to her house, we can assume that there were probably the 12 disciples with her, and we can assume that there were probably many other followers who wanted to come and hear him speak, which we see Mary doing later. But as we look at Mary and Martha this morning, I just want to point out one thing concerning each person that we see. The first thing that we see of Martha is her priorities. Martha's priorities was to serve. It was her top priority to serve. Here she was, uh, we, we see in, in verse 38 that a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Uh, many people uh, assume that the house that she opened up was indeed Martha's house. They think that perhaps she was a widow, whatever the case was. But she was probably the, the head of this house. 
And so it was her responsibility to care for the Lord Jesus, to care for his disciples and whoever else might have come. And so we see that her priority as the host was to serve. But we see that in the midst of her service, she becomes distracted. In fact, that's the, the word used in verse 40, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Uh, this word distracted, is, it's a very interesting word. In fact, this is the only time this word is used in, in all of Scripture. And, and the idea behind it is to be dragged all around, to be distracted, and to be anxious. In other words, this is a, a very light way of saying Martha was freaking out. She was dragged all around. She was anxious. She, she's serving all of these people, whether she knew that opening up her house to the Lord Jesus would bring in all these other people or not. She had a lot to do, and she was freaking out. And, and as, she's, as she's, she's freaking out of all of these things, all, as she's anxious, as she's uh, just, just so overwhelmed with all of these things, she sees Mary simply sitting at the feet of the Lord Jesus. And we see that not only was Martha here distracted by the many things that was put on her plate, she was distracted on Mary and her lack of activity in helping her. We see that when she comes to the Lord Jesus in verse 40, she doesn't simply complain about all the work that she has to do, but she complains about her sister not helping her. Does that ever happen to us? I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you feel like just more and more gets put on your plate. And you're so involved in ministry, you're so involved in, in doing the things that the Lord would have you to do, good things, serving the Lord, serving tables, whatever the case is, you're doing good things. And yet, you look around and it seems like everyone is just watching, talking, talking around. And before you know it, you start grumbling under your breath, oh Lord, look at that sluggard. And then you, you have this, this Elijah-like mentality, oh Lord, woe is me, I'm the only one. And that's what's going through Martha's mind right now. She's distracted, not by the many things placed upon her plate, but she's distracted by her sister Mary and her lack of participation in this service. What we see here is that Mary, in her priority to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, no doubt was it a good priority, but her focus becomes, became skewed. You see, by coming to the Lord Jesus and saying, can't you see all the things I'm doing and I'm doing it all alone, can you tell my sister to help me? You see, by doing that, she was shifting her focus from serving the Lord to observing self. And what happened in her heart was a root of pride sprung up in her heart. And a root of self-importance sprung up in her heart. And her focus was now shifted. Not only was she distracted, but her focus was shifted. And in the end, it was worthless. Because not only was she now no longer focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ, but her focus was on herself and her need. And it's something that we, we all need to be very, very careful, whether, whether you're a Sunday school teacher or a pastor of a megachurch. You need to be very, very careful that you don't fall into this, because the moment you allow your, your, your focus to shift, we'll see later on that our labor is in vain. But we see the Lord's gentle response towards Martha. He says, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Martha had no joy in her service for the Lord. Do you have joy in your service for the Lord Jesus Christ? Or do you feel that you're just so overwhelmed, you're so burdened, your joy is gone? 
you know, it's, it, it's amazing. Um, the Lord Jesus says, you know, take upon my, my yoke, for my, as the verse goes, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I think that's how it goes. And you see so many believers today just overwhelmed, and it seems like they're so burdened. Uh, Bill McDonald used to have an expression. He says, the Lord pays for what he orders. In other words, he, he doesn't ask us to do anything more than we're capable of doing ourselves, and he pays for what he orders. And in your service for the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are overcome with burdens, and you are overcome with just the distractions of all of these things, you ought to re-examine your heart and your life and consider, am I really doing what the Lord would have me to do? Or am I simply busy? Martha's priorities. She got lost in her priorities and her focus was skewed. Uh, the next thing we see with Mary um, is Mary's position. Uh, we see in verse 39 that Mary positioned herself at the feet of Jesus. And in the Greek, it actually reads, she sat at the Lord's feet and heard his word. She positioned herself in a position where she could have an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and she could hear his word. Now, as a woman, what I'm about to say, I don't mean to, to, to offend any woman here, but as a woman, Mary would have shared the same responsibilities that Martha shared. In this society that these two women found themselves in, it was expected that these women would serve. And yet we see here Mary, rather than, living, uh, rather than fulfilling her priorities, fulfilling her duties, she decides to place herself at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and to hear him speak. The difference between Mary and Martha is that Martha was consumed by the service, whereas Mary was consumed by the Savior. And I think in the life of a believer, you'll find either a person busy for the Lord Jesus Christ, or you're just consumed by the Lord Jesus Christ, which then leads you to be busy. But we see here that Martha, she missed a step. Her focus was skewed. And she was serving the Lord out of busyness, whereas Mary comes to the Lord and just wants to enjoy a relationship with him. Having probably heard so much about him, having realized that this man spoke unlike any other man, and just wanting to hear him speak. Uh, the idea behind um, this word here, uh, in, in the Greek it's actually in the, 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 the active, it's in the present tense, which means that she was actively listening. It suggests that she was there sitting, clinging to every word, trying to enjoy every moment. Is our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ like that? Do we sit at his feet with just a desire to hear him speak? Or are we so busy that oftentimes we can't find the time to just sit at his feet and to hear him speak? Mary positioned herself at the Lord's feet. She desired intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. And because Mary was consumed by the Savior, she had a peace that Martha did not have. We saw that the Lord Jesus tells, tells Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. And yet Mary here enjoyed an intimate peace with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Oftentimes when we hear a message on Mary and Martha, it often suggests, it seems to suggest that Martha was serving and Mary was listening. Mary chose the better part, therefore listening is better to, than serving. That's oftentimes the message we hear, but that, I really don't think that's the message of Mary and Martha here. I think the idea behind this passage is that Mary's love in, in, in listening to the Lord Jesus' feet, uh, sitting at his feet, listening to the words of the Lord Jesus, should have been met by Martha's love for the Lord Jesus Christ in her service of him. I think that's really the message we have here, is that Mary, Mary's love for the Lord Jesus Christ should have been met by Martha's love of serving him. But we see that that wasn't the case. And it should lead us to really ask ourselves, what is our focus on? Whether you're a high schooler that helps uh, at Awanas and you're a teacher's aide, or you're an elder of the assembly, what is your focus on? And what is your motivation in doing these things, in serving the Lord, in answering all of these calls, in pouring yourselves out upon the altar of service? What is your motivation? Are you consumed by the Savior, or do you allow yourself to simply become lost in the busyness of life? Uh, Brother Rick Markley said it beautifully this morning, we're just in a busy season of life, but it seems like every season is busy these days. Do we allow ourselves to get lost in the busyness of life, or do we just get lost in our love for the Savior? And that's what motivates us, and that's what drives us to pour ourselves out on the altar of service every day. Um, we see in verse 42 that the Lord says to Martha, Mary chose the good part, and that part will not be taken away from her. Mary's decision to sit at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ had a lasting value. Had a lasting value. It will not be taken from her. And we see here, the, the suggestion here is that Martha's investment did not have lasting value because her focus was skewed. Martha, what you're doing is great, but Mary, Mary has chosen the better part. And what she's done will not be taken away from her. Why? Because Martha's... I said it time and time again that Martha's mentality, her focus was skewed, her motivation was skewed, which suggests that all of Martha's energy, all of her resources, all of her investment of, of all of these things did not have a lasting impact on the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a woman simply sitting down at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ, wanting to hear every word that he would speak to her. He said, that will never be taken away from her. There's a time in my life where, actually, at DITP, uh, you, you think that would be a, a very intimate time, um, just reading the Word of God every day, uh, studying it, thinking upon it all day. Um, you would think that that would be just such a time where you really enjoy the Lord, but let me tell you, it was one of the, the most burdensome times in my life. And what, what made it so difficult was that I wanted to just enjoy the Lord. I wanted to, but I was so burdened with all of these other things. And yet Mary came, not wanting to find answers, but just wanting to hear the Lord speak.
What is your focus on this evening? We, we often refer to the Church of Ephesus, and we see uh, that the Church of Ephesus in Revelation was busy doing all of the right things. They were fighting all of the heresies. They were pouring themselves out. They were faithful in the work. They didn't grow weary. They just kept pressing on and pressing on. And yet the Lord says, you lost me along the way. You left your first love. And, and if you don't turn it around, I'm going to come and remove the lampstand, your candle from the lampstand. They were doing all of the right things, just like Martha. But their motivation was skewed. Their focus was skewed. The Lord wants our affection above our service. And that, that's really the good part that the Lord Jesus speaks of that won't be taken away from any of us. Are we affectionate towards the Lord Jesus Christ or are we simply busy? Uh, we're, we're very active assembly and, and it's, I think it's something we ought to be very careful of. Why am I doing these things? Why am I busy on five of the the seven nights of the week doing all of these things? Is it because there's a need? Is it because people will recognize that I'm, I'm one of the few not doing it? Or is it because I, I really do love the Lord Jesus Christ and I want to see these children love the Lord Jesus Christ? And I want to serve him in this capacity. The Lord wants our affection above our service. Once again, um, if we are affectionate towards the Lord Jesus Christ, this will lead us to do busyness. This will, this will lead us to serve him. But uh, the, the mishap we have is when we just want to be busy and show that we love the Lord Jesus Christ by doing these things. If I love the Lord Jesus Christ, it should lead me to do these things. We saw Martha's priorities. Um, we saw Mary's Position, and finally, we see um, Christ's petition. Christ's petition, uh, and I get this from uh, one one word in verse thirty-two. It says that Mary has chosen that good part. She chose the good part. Um, the Lord gives us the option of choosing to be intimate with Him or not. I don't know if you've ever um, come across someone who just has such an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you become so jealous of that person. Um, and you become so jealous of that person, you, you, you just want what they have. But the idea is that the Lord gives each and every one of us a choice to pursue him or to not. And the beautiful thing about the Lord is that not only does he give us a choice, but he gives as much of himself as the person desires. And, and the only difference between me and a person who has a, a super intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is that that person wants more of the Lord Jesus Christ than I do. Uh, we often portray the Lord Jesus Christ as someone who you have to really, really, really work for and just try your best. And at the end, if you've done your best, then you'll know a lot about him and you'll have a great relationship with him. But that's not who the Lord Jesus Christ is at all. He wants to be found by each and every one of us. He says, Mary has chosen the good part. And brothers and sisters, are we choosing to pursue Christ, to pursue intimacy with him and to know him? Or are we simply choosing to, 
uh, invest ourselves in other things. He wants to be found. Um, I was, uh, a while back ago, I was praying with someone, and this person was confessing to the Lord that uh, they had uh, struggled to, to find time to simply uh, read the word. And, and I'll never forget this prayer. They, they said, Lord, I miss having that time with you, but I just can't find the time. Can, can you wake me up in the middle of the night? Do whatever it takes for me to find this time to just sit at your feet. And that, that's the exact word that this person used, to sit at your feet. And the Lord honors someone that has a request like that, someone who wants to know the Lord Jesus Christ and says, Lord, you're the one I want. Help me to see. Help me to spend time with you. So the, the question being then, how can we find him? And Mary gives us a, a beautiful example of that by simply sitting at his feet. Not only was she sitting at his feet, but she was listening. So often, uh, something I struggle with at least is, is when I spend time with the Lord, whether I pray or whether I read, it seems like I'm the, the one speaking the entire time. I'm, I'm praying and, 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 I'm, and I'm laying all my crest down at his feet and all of these things, but how often do I pause and, and just wait for him to respond to me? Wait for him to speak to my heart. Um, Mary delighted herself in his word. And I mentioned before that the danger comes when we're so busy that we don't even have time to do something as simply as, as reading his word, as spending time in prayer. So how do we find him? By finding the time. By finding the time. Um, the, the next thing we could do is, is to lay aside the, the pleasures of life that hinder us from him. I went through a phase of life where it was actually at, at DITP, and, and, and I came to the realization that, that everything I was gaining was intellectual. Uh, my relationship with the Lord was really dry, and I just had this really difficult time. And I said, Lord, what's the problem? I know, that, I know you, you want a relationship with me. You, you desire to have a relationship with me, but what's the problem? Is it on my end? And the Lord will reveal that to you if that's your heart. And so ask the Lord to, 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 to show you what it is that is hindering you from him. One thing that, that it is for me is just, just laziness. I re, I'm really struggle with laziness. You, you set an alarm a little earlier than you really need to wake up. But then you hear it go off and, and you're just tired. Or maybe you have some extra time throughout the day and you don't really feel like reading or praying. You just want to relax and enjoy whatever time you have. It could just be simply laziness. And that's something that we ought to deal with. Um, so I want to ask you this question this evening. As the Lord has given each and every one of us a choice to pursue him or to not, what will your decision be tonight? Will you be consumed with, with your affection of the Savior like Martha was, or like Mary was? Or, or would you be consumed and, and just lost in the busyness of life? Martha had the wrong motivation and focus in her service for Christ, and because of it, she forfeited the blessing that should have been hers. 
And that's really the danger we face is, as we allow our lives to become so busy. Really what we're doing is we're forfeiting blessing. And so the question being, what will your decision be tonight? Will you remain the same? Or will you delight yourself in the Lord as Mary would? Will you sit at his feet? And will you pursue him with a whole heart? The psalmist, whoever wrote Psalm 119, says, with my whole heart I have sought you. I've been praying that, that that would be true of my heart one day. With my whole heart, I've sought you. And that's really what the Lord is looking for. If, if we would just take the time to sit at his feet, if we would just take the time to hear him speak, then we too would have a, an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, one thing that kind of inspired me to look at this was I was, Justin and I were, were at Galilee in Louisiana, and there's this girl named Esther um, she took it upon herself to ask every person at Galilee what intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ looked like for them. And it was very difficult because it's something you don't see very often in the life of believers today. And oftentimes, I remember when she asked me, it was very hard for me to answer that question because it was something that wasn't truly real in my heart. And it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. It's a real shame that the Lord Jesus Christ would come and redeem our lives, and yet you have believers saved for decades, and yet they don't really truly know who the Lord Jesus Christ is. They know aspects of his character. Perhaps they can, they can quote all the scripture, and yet they have no affection for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, brothers and sisters, will you choose the good part, or will you get lost in the busyness along the way? and forfeit the blessing. Our dear Heavenly Father, we do uh, come before you uh, this evening. And Father, we indeed uh, we, we just confess to you that uh, there's so many things in our lives that we allow to uh, hinder our relationship with you. Father, I know that to be true in my heart. But Father, I don't want to continue to live my life as if it were mine. Father, I want to enjoy my Savior. And so, Father, we just ask that you would help us to be like Mary, that we would quiet ourselves in the busyness of life and just sit at your feet and wait for you to speak to us, Lord. Father, we, we do thank you that you desire to make yourself known to each and every one of us. We, we thank you that you give us the choice. Oh, Father, help us to choose to do good. Father, help us to lay our lives down at your feet and live lives that are completely surrendered on a daily basis. So, Father, we do uh, just, just thank you for your word this evening. And for the fellowship to follow, we just ask that you would uh, speak to our hearts. Uh, continue through the week, goes. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.